Hello, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to Secrets in the Desert, Episode 3. I'm your host, Titi Jimenez. Today, the case I will be discussing is the savage, drugging, rape, murder, and dismemberment of 10-year-old Victoria Martins of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the disgusting monsters that ended her short life. This case contains graphic language and recounts of the crime, so listener discretion is advised. I don't want to take away any attention from the case... And, like, I can't even imagine uh, wanting to watch my daughter be raped by older men like Michelle Martin's Victoria's mother did. So, I'm not even going to, like, get into that part of it because this case disgusts me. I have a 10-year-old daughter. I would never, ever, ever, ever let anybody hurt her, let alone me put her in the harm's way. Like, it's disgusting. As a mother, how could you bring your child into the world on the special day on their birthday, but then exactly 10 years later, on her birthday, you let her be killed, and then you let your boyfriend dismember her body and set the body on fire? Like, that's ridiculous. I I can't even imagine. It's disgusting. <sighs> Anyways, um... Let's get into the case. I will be posting the links and the pictures of Victoria's case on the Secrets in the Desert Facebook page, along with the official timeline of her death. For that, viewer discretion is advised. Victoria Martins was born on August 23, 2006 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, to single mother Michelle Martins. From the very beginning, Michelle Martins used her only daughter, Victoria, as a means to make money in horrible, disgusting ways. I'll be getting into this later in the episode when speaking about Michelle. Victoria's favorite color was purple, and she attended Petrograph Elementary School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the date of Victoria's death, August 23, 2016, she had just celebrated her 10th birthday by going to get mani-pedis and dessert with other family members and a couple of her friends. August 23, 2016 seemed like any other day for Victoria. She got up and got herself ready for school, as she always did. The only difference was that Victoria was super excited because it was her 10th birthday and she was due to join her friends and family for a mini birthday celebration. However, by 7.45 p.m., Victoria would be drugged, raped, and murdered. According to investigators, neighbors saw Jessica Kelly carrying little Victoria to her apartment at around 10 p.m. At around 4.30 a.m. on August 24, 2016, neighbors claim they heard screaming coming from the Martins' apartment. At this time, Michelle Martins and her boyfriend Fabian Gonzalez ran to a neighbor's apartment and reportedly told neighbors that Fabian's cousin, Jessica Kelly, had just attacked them both with an iron. Police, EMTs, and the fire department were dispatched to Michelle Martin's apartment and upon entering smelled an overwhelming stench of bleach and saw smoke coming from behind the closed bathroom door. Upon opening the door, the officers found 10-year-old Victoria's murdered, dismembered body wrapped in plastic bags in the bathtub on fire. She was pronounced dead at the scene. During the subsequent autopsy, it was revealed that Victoria had been sexually assaulted, strangled, and stabbed to death, and subsequently dismembered, having her limbs wrapped in a blanket placed into the bathtub and set on fire. 
It was also noted that Victoria had been given alcohol and injected with methamphetamine before her murder. Your home is supposed to be your own sanctuary, but this was not the case for Victoria. There wasn't very much in regards to security for the apartment complex, but the three people, Michelle Martins, Fabian Gonzalez, and Jessica Kelly, are the disgusting individuals who were responsible for the heinous crime. After finding... After finding Victoria's remains, all three defendants were arrested and charged with first-degree murder, child abuse resulting in death, or great bodily harm, kidnapping, tampering with evidence, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Michelle Martins eventually Michelle Martins eventually admitted to detectives that she would seek out men online to engage in sexual acts with both Victoria and her son while she allegedly watched for her own pleasure. There were five cases against Michelle with children's youth and families, which is called CYFD in the state of New Mexico, in the months before Victoria's brutal murder. She also claimed she had met Fabian, her new boyfriend, on Plenty of Fish, which is an internet dating service about a month prior to Victoria's murder. Jessica Kelly, who is Fabian's cousin, had just been released from prison four days before Victoria's death for an unrelated involvement in the sexual abuse of another child. According to arrest affidavits, detectives discovered Victoria had been injected with meth on more than one occasion and sexually assaulted for her mother Michelle's pleasure, strangled and stabbed before being dismembered, and had her limbs wrapped in plastic bags and placed in the bathtub and set on fire. Of course, Fabian denied having anything to do with Victoria's tragic case. Investigators also stated that Jessica Kelly was hospitalized after being arrested for a broken leg she sustained when jumping from the Martin second-story balcony trying to flee from police. Michelle claimed when questioned that Fabian drugged Victoria by injecting her with meth so she would calm down so he could have sex with her 10-year-old. Jessica claimed her role in the murder was placing her hand over Victoria's tiny mouth and then stabbing her in the stomach after Fabian strangled her to make sure she was dead. Michelle then went on to admit that Fabian and Jessica were the ones who dismembered Victoria's body and subsequently Jessica set her on her limbs on fire in the bathtub. What happened today in the Victoria Martins case, not only did police release hundreds of pages of reports from the case and the 911 calls, all three suspects were in court today as well. All three suspects were in court today, Jessica Kelly, Michelle Martins, and Fabian Gonzalez. Schedule all of them for trial on October the 2nd. Right now, all three are being tried together for the rape and murder of Victoria Martins. But we are learning more about what happened the early morning hours of August 24th when Victoria was killed. And the guys at our door saying he got beat up pretty bad. Police released 911 calls from neighbors, including the woman who called 911 when Martins and Gonzalez came to her door asking for help. You can hear Gonzalez and Martins in the background of that call. Oh my God. What's happening? The caller says a little girl is still inside the apartment with Jessica Kelly. There's a little girl inside the house. How old? How old is your daughter? Ten. Oh, yeah, she's ten. Is she awake? I don't know. She doesn't know. It's 
Moments later, police arrive. They find Martins, Gonzalez, then Kelly. Police also discover Victoria in a bathtub on fire, dismembered. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast but don't know how or think it'll be too expensive? With the coronavirus ravaging the world right now, I know firsthand that money is super tight. But guess what? Anchor is a free app that lets you create your very own podcast. And the best part? Anchor doesn't charge you to make your podcast. I started my podcast, Secrets in the Desert, a little over a year ago on Anchor, and it is so easy. There are creation tools that allow you to record, edit, and publish your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, and my podcast is currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, just to name a few. And of course, on the Anchor app and Anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, so the more listeners you get, the more money you make. It's everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So if you want to make a great podcast very easily, download the free Anchor app in your app store or go to Anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started on your free podcast today. And yes, it's that easy. The autopsy of Victoria shed new light on what was really going on in her poor short life. The report said that Victoria had signs of prior sexual abuse prior to her death. It was also determined that she had a sexually transmitted disease called human papilloma virus or HPV. The autopsy took a little longer than normal because of the brutality of her murder and dismemberment. Evan has uncovered new information about this case, new information that is extremely disturbing. This afternoon, her autopsy was released, detailing how the 10-year-old was murdered, her own mother, one of the suspects in Victoria's rape and death. Our medical expert, Dr. Rimmel, reviewed the autopsy and says he has never seen one like it. We do want to warn you again, what Target 7's Nancy Laughlin found is upsetting. According to the autopsy report, 10-year-old Victoria was strangled to death, but this also details what medical examiners say happened to her before and after she was killed. KOAT medical expert Dr. Barry Ramo reviewed Victoria Martin's just-released autopsy. The whole thing is beyond anyone's conception that this could happen, especially to a little 10-year-old child. The autopsy shows the manner of death, homicide. This is horrible, but it appears that she died from strangulation. According to the medical examiner's report, sometime before she was killed, the 10-year-old suffered abuse and contracted a sexually transmitted disease. There was evidence of sexual abuse, both in terms of rectal trauma, as well as the fact that she had an infection that, that she'd had for some time and evidence of the HPV infection. And according to her autopsy, after she was strangled and killed, Victoria was then stabbed and dismembered. The medical examiner wrote some of her vital organs were found in a plastic bag. The report also says her lifeless body was found wrapped in plastic bags and a cloth that had been set on fire. Her mother, Michelle Martins, is now charged with Victoria's death. Martin's boyfriend, Fabian Gonzalez, is also charged with killing the child. His cousin, Jessica Kelly, is the third suspect in this case. After Michelle Martins, Fabian Gonzalez, and Jessica Kelly were arrested and charged, all three defendants with the murder of Victoria Martins and were all held on $1 million cash-only bonds. 
The state of New Mexico wanted to try all three co-defendants together, but defense attorneys argued to have three separate trials, and the judge granted their request in June of 2017. Michelle Martins was set to go to trial first in July of 2018. Then Fabian Gonzalez would go to trial second in October of 2018. Jessica Kelly was set to go to trial in January of 2019. However, by July 2018, Bernalillo County District Attorney Raul Torres announced that Michelle Martins took a plea to one count of child abuse resulting in death. She was sentenced to 12 to 15 years in prison. DA Torres also claimed in the press conference that the majority of Michelle's detailed in her confession were proven to not be true. During this same press conference, police detectives announced that there is believed to be a fourth unidentified male suspect based on unknown male DNA evidence that was found on Victoria. Because of the new evidence, District Attorney Torres claimed that this proved that Michelle Martins and Fabian Gonzalez were not present during Victoria's rape and murder. I will be posting the official timeline determined by investigators of the events leading up to her tragic murder. In district court today with prosecutors and defense attorneys presenting a surprise plea deal that would have locked Kelly up for nearly 50 years. News 13's Chris McKee was in the courtroom. He's live at district court with why the judge rejected it. Chris. Jessica, the judge essentially decided that Kelly was pleading to charges that didn't match what she says happened to Victoria Martins the night that she was killed. Walking into district court Friday, Jessica Kelly was prepared to accept nearly 50 years in prison for her role in the 2016 murder of 10-year-old Victoria Martins. All right, please. But it was Judge Charles Brown who called the deal off based on what Kelly told the court about the night Victoria was killed. Did you have any invitation or idea that something was going to happen? No, not until after it happened. I can't accept a guilty plea as to count one. Count one that Judge Brown rejected was aggravated child abuse resulting in death, one of six charges Kelly was pleading to. Prosecutors and defense attorneys now agree on one story, that Kelly and Victoria Martins were at the girl's apartment one night two years ago. Were you caring for Victoria? Yes. Kelly says she was hallucinating on meth, but put Victoria to bed alive. At some point, Kelly says an unknown man came into the apartment and asked for her cousin, Fabian Gonzalez, by his nickname. Yes, for Fable. Kelly claims she told that unknown man it was only her and Victoria at home, and that that man went to Victoria's room and killed her. Prosecutors argue Kelly put Victoria in danger by letting that man go to Victoria's room. Prosecutors also claim Kelly knew people wanted to hurt Fabian Gonzalez or people around him over a fight involving drugs. She knew or should have known of the substantial and foreseeable risk that this individual posed to Victoria Martins. That flies in the face of all reason and common sense. You're asking that Ms. Kelly be somehow a mind reader. The judge questioned Kelly directly about what she thought that unknown man would do. You know, I did not feel that there was a threat at the time until after the threat he made when he left. With that, 
The judge rejected the deal, saying Kelly's admission doesn't match a child abuse resulting in death charge. If and when the unknown male DNA is matched to a suspect, the district attorney's office plans to prosecute him for his part in Victoria's rape and murder as well. It had come to light that Michelle had falsely confessed to actively participating in the rape and murder of Victoria, so her sentence could be cut in half. During Fabian's court proceedings, it was proven that he and Michelle were not present during Victoria's rape and murder. Nine charges, including second-degree murder and criminal sexual penetration, were dropped against him. He is still charged with child abuse resulting in death and tampering with evidence for helping to dismember Victoria's body. Jessica Kelly pled no contest to six charges, including child abuse resulting in death and is now serving a 50-year sentence. Fabian Gonzalez was actually released from jail about five weeks ago, awaiting his new trial, since the district attorney's office was able to prove he and Michelle Martins were not present during Victoria's rape and murder. Like I said before, this is because it has come to light that Michelle Martins completely fabricated most of the story of what happened the night Victoria was raped and murdered, and this allegation has been proven. Fabian Gonzalez, once implicated in the murder of 10-year-old Victoria Martins, has been in jail for more than three years. His murder charges may have been dropped, but he is still charged with tampering with evidence and child abuse resulting in death. Prosecutors on Wednesday explained multiple reasons why he should stay locked up until trial. Their burden, proving Gonzalez is a danger to the public if he is let out. They laid out Gonzalez's arrest history, pointed out that his DNA was found mixed with Victoria's in a washing machine, and that Gonzalez has a history of violating past conditions of release. This defendant absolutely is dangerous. But the judge was not convinced. However, Gonzalez will not be let out scot-free. The judge has ordered several conditions of release. Gonzalez must not leave Bernalillo County without permission. He could go to Santa Fe to visit with his attorney with prior notice. He can't have contact with kids under 18 and cannot have any contact with trial witnesses and alleged victims. He'll have to submit to random drug and alcohol testing, and he can't have a gun. He will not need to wear a GPS monitor like an ankle bracelet, but that could change if appropriate. The court division known as pretrial services must also find a place for Gonzalez to live. It cannot be his brother's house because his brother is a trial witness and Gonzalez's mom lives in South Carolina. Albuquerque Police Chief Gordon Eden has described Victoria's murder as the most gruesome act of evil he has encountered his whole law enforcement career. A birthday memorial was held for Victoria on August 29, 2016 and on and on October 29, 2016, a public funeral for the slain 10-year-old was held. In August of 2017, a year after Victoria's murder, her maternal grandparents filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the city of Albuquerque and some of the police officers who had falsified reports about domestic violence claims against Victoria's mother, Michelle Martins. The suit alleges the city of Albuquerque had in effect policies, practices, and customs that condone and fostered the unlawful conduct of the Albuquerque Police Department and the individuals named in the suit, and were a direct proximate cause of Victoria's murder. The lawsuit, which is still pending, seeks policy change for the police department and compensation for the Martins family, which is ridiculous to me because they weren't there for her 
when she was alive, yet now that she's dead, they're trying to capitalize off of her death by suing the Albuquerque Police Department. I mean, come on now. How could you not know that she was being abused? Like, I, I don't get it. I would be able to say that. I would be able to tell if a child was being abused or not just because when kids are abused, they act different. So, I don't know. That's just my perspective on the whole lawsuit thing. The case of Victoria Martin's disgusting rape and murder is just another example of the horrible abuse of children here in the state of New Mexico. I feel like her murder may be the most horrific child murder in our state's history. Of course, not to take away from any other children's being murdered, but the sheer brutality of Victoria's murder is something my mind can't comprehend. Like, you guys have no idea. Like, this case fucks with me, and I really did not want to cover it, but like I said, I feel like her case is like needs to be told because it's it's just crazy to me i don't know i just i would never be able to live with myself if i had a hand in my daughter being drugged raped on more than one occasion and then murdered dismembered and set on fire while i was there but that's just me and again i don't feel that the sentences the defendants have received are harsh enough for any of them. Whether Michelle and Fabian were there when Victoria's rape and murder happened, they had a hand in the dismemberment and rapes in the time Victoria was still alive. With all of the twists and turns, including a false confession by Michelle Martins, Victoria's own mother, what the hell is wrong with some people? I just don't get it. I really don't. I honestly think we will never fully know what really happened to Victoria on August 23rd, 2016, her 10th birthday no less. And this is so sad because Victoria was an innocent 10 year old who had her whole life ahead of her. As a mother, how can you get pleasure out of watching different men rape your daughter? As I always say, I believe 100% in karma. So I know Michelle, Fabian and Jessica will reap what they sow. I hope I'm alive to witness their karma. Once again, thank you for listening to episode 3, The Victoria Martin's Murder on Secrets in the Desert. Join me next week as I will be discussing a mass murder that happened in my hometown at our town's only bowling alley, entitled The Bowling Alley Massacre. I'm your host, Titi Jimenez, signing off. Until next time, my friends.